we all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Momley, and I am beyond excited today uh, to have my guest, Miss Amy Herrick, in the podcast with me today because from the very first initial conversation that I had with her, she was dropping gems and I was like, wait, we need these tools on the toolbox because, and honestly, it was some things that I had not thought of. Um, and even in discussing it with some of the friends and colleagues, they didn't think about it either when they first started their businesses. It was things that they later implemented, but bottom line was the the things that Amy's going to share with us today are is something that we need to think about from the moment that we start this journey as um, as an entrepreneur. And we know that that moment starts in your mind, right? It starts with the initial mm -hmm. vision that you have. So you guys know it's something to write with and to get something to write on. You don't want to miss this. Uh, so tune in. And Miss Amy, let's just jump right into the meat of this thing, ma'am. Just how are you today? How are you today? I am well and I am blessed. And for those out there who know how important family is, I am enjoying a grand new brand baby. Awesome. And so I am blessed. It is a wonderful day. It is. It is. I tell you what, I would say it's off topic, but it's not off topic. It's all about living your dream, right? Mm -hmm. Having five kids was amazing. There was never a dull moment in my house between them, the husband and the dog. Yes. Uh, but it's a whole new thing being a grandparent. That's a different level of joy. It is. 
Uh, it's very different. And, you know, things have changed a lot. And you and I have big families in common, which isn't that common anymore. But I had six children, seven actually, one passed away. But we had a large family. And now, of course, we've had children that are having their own. So the family circle is just expanding. It's not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And you're right. Um, uh, people aren't having as large of families as they used to. And even my family being large and your family being large, it was nothing in comparison to our grandparents. No. <laughs> no. And a funny thing, one of the clients that I went to his house for years, it was an ongoing joke because as his, you know, his family expanded and we worked together for over 20 years. So long term, he started with those little eight by 10 pictures and everybody fit. Yeah. And then as people started getting married and having families of their own, I went in because it was a joke. I said, you're going to have to get a bigger picture someday. I'm not going to be able to see Mary and the kids. Well, I came in and he had this big picture on the wall because now they had their four girls who all had children and husbands and everything. I said, you finally had to did it. He said, yeah, because otherwise you couldn't tell who anybody was. They were too small. So may, may, may all of you listening be blessed enough to have to get a bigger picture to see them all. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that is actually, um, a really good uh, segue into after you tell us more about what you do, because a lot of entrepreneurs, their why starts with their family, right? Mm -hmm. Why they do what they do. Um, people in general, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're climbing the corporate ladder, your family tends to be somewhere in the center focus as to why you're doing what you're doing. So we're going to talk about, talk about that because if they're your why, you don't want to turn this episode off. You want to listen to it to the end and listen to it more than once. So Amy, tell us, uh, tell the audience more about uh, who you are and what you do. Well, I'm going to start by telling you that my kids call me the wizard since we're talking about family. I have been given the gift of be able to create something out of nothing on demand out of thin air that will solve the problem. And, oh and you know, as an entrepreneur, that's really a very valuable skill because you often have to, on demand, create something <laughs> right now and make it work with what you've got to work with. So yes. I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years and I've bought businesses, I've sold businesses, I, I closed a second generation family business. And what I work with are entrepreneurs and business owners to help them find where they are losing money, where they're losing the profits and they can't find it in order to increase those bottom lines. And that allows people to do what is really important and what they want to do. And, and the things that not your bookkeeper's not going to find, you know, some of your mentors aren't looking at because sometimes we get pigeonholed mm. or you get blinders on and yeah. you just see one little area and you really can't see beyond that that could make a huge difference because, you know, we all need a little help. Yeah. We do. Can't do it alone. We do. We do. That's, you know, once we embrace that, we need a tribe or a team or whatever you want to call it around us that can look at things from a different perspective. We grow more. It challenges us um, in some areas where we've gotten too comfortable. Like you said, you if you don't know what to look for, then you need to find people who do know what to look for to help you grow. And if you can find my money, <laughs> yeah, and, and let me and let me just deviate, yeah, deviate for just a second here and not only looking in your inner circle 
or in your community, you know, we're global now, folks. There are global nomads everywhere. There are talented people that are everywhere. And with the gig economy and freelancers, you may not need somebody on your staff all the time, but you need that expertise at your fingertips. And I really encourage the business owners, start building that virtual team that you can call on demand. And one of the things that I really appreciate with some of the people I work with on a global basis for graphics, I mean, all different kinds of things that I need help with, I can turn that in, I can send them an email, I've I've got them built. And you know, when I am sleeping, they are working me. (laughs) <laughs> and I can get up the next day and the problem is solved. Or here's yes. an idea, or, you know, let's take off. So don't just, don't limit your your vision to only what you can see. Look a little further on that horizon. I like that. Don't, do not limit your vision to own, to what you can see. I can't get yeah. my words out today. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's a powerful thing right there in and of itself. We can have a completely different conversation on just that one statement. Mm-hmm. But it, I had a real um, epiphany, we'll call mm-hmm. it, when I was when I relocated to the Virgin Islands and I was flying over the ocean. And there, there's a whole story back behind that. We're not going to go there right now. But when I was flying over the ocean and I am uh, leaving the mainland and going out over the Caribbean where you can see, you know, the Bahamas and, you know, there's different things you can see. I had an just an awakening of, you know, I had always worked to have my business and I was in Kansas originally. And so I expanded my horizons to where I had clients literally from coast to coast, you know, California and Washington, all the way to Florida. Didn't matter where I was, as long as I could produce and I could give the clients what they needed. But that airplane and and lifting off and taking off and being able to see the Bahamas, which is a different country and everything else Mm -hmm. and going, wow, I have an opportunity. I can do anything globally I want because we have the tools to do that. But I had to get off the ground in order to change my vision. And, you know, some people need to go a little higher up to a taller floor in the building to enlarge your vision. Yes, yes, yes. Look, you have, as they say, sent us to church. That'll preach for real. You know, it's hard to hide a believer. It's hard. You can't do it. (laughs) It's just who we are. (laughs) It's it's ingrained into our DNA, but it's so true. If Mm -hmm. our vision and our perspective is limited, we won't be able to uh, operate at our fullest, fullest potential. And, you know, that's something that we're going to dig into today um, because some of the things that we're going to share help you reach your fullest potential. and it protects you while you're doing it. So mm-hmm. we have a, a large part of our audience is in that place where they're shifting. They're still clocking into a nine to five or a three to 11 or whatever your shift is, your W-2. And, but their mindset is shifted and they're working on becoming an entrepreneur or they're doing it at the same time. So um, I think I want to jump into this first question to kind of just build us up, you know, in terms of the correct way to transition from uh, the W-2 to an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Well, most people, you know, it's a dream, Mm -hmm. but you can be a fabulous W-2 employee. I mean, you're so good at it. That's why everybody, and you're thinking about, you know, I think I want my own company. 
I want to mm-hmm. do this. I've got some better ideas. But it's an entirely different level of responsibility when you become the owner. Everything that you have been insulated from mm-hmm. in your employee position is now all yours to do. Yes. Um, you're going to be doing everything from the hiring and, and managing bookkeeping and figuring out ads and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 location. And when I'm starting to work with entrepreneurs um, that are coming out, one of the things I do is sometimes that we got to sit down and talk about what do you have now that is part of your benefit package? Mm. And what do we have to have when you walk out of the W-2 world? And what do you have to have in place? Because when you step out of the W-2 world where you're established, you have W-2s, you have payroll checks. I mean, you've got bank deposits that match. You have a world. Yes. But when you step into an entrepreneur world, you are starting at the very beginning. Yes. You don't have a history. If you've been doing it part time, mm-hmm. that's a history, but it's not a full time history. Right. Very different. So with setting that up, we'll look at things and we're we're going to spend a minute on where I see people goof up. The okay. first thing that you look at is the money. And I use round numbers, folks, because they make math so much easier for all of us. Let's pretend that as a W-2, you're making $100 an hour. And if you're not, I wish it for you. But it's a number, all right? (laughs) So if you're making $100 an hour, you all know on your paycheck that they take out Social Security taxes. Well, you pay 7.65 and the employer pays 7.65. Now, if I move you over to an entrepreneur... And you are saying, oh, I want that same $100 an hour. You've just lost $7.65 an hour because now that you're the employer and the employee, you got to pay both halves. Yes. So you can't work for the same amount of money you worked for before just on Social Security. So does that make sense so far? It is making perfect sense. And I just want to take just a brief pause uh, just to do a highlight there. So I'm making $100 an hour. As a W-2, when I make that full-time transition, I need to be making anywhere from $108 to $110 an hour. At least $110. But beyond that, I'm saying you need to make even more than that. And you're going to see why in in steps because we're going to build that benefit package you just walked away from. Okay. That's just one piece that if you don't charge enough money, you're going to go in the hole. And we all know you're worth more than that. Yes. Or you wouldn't be doing this. Yes. Now, the next thing is we got to look at your health insurance. Some of you have it through a spouse. Some of you don't. Some of it have it through the marketplace. I don't care. But if you have it through the employer and there's any kind of a subsidy, when you step out of the W-2, what does your health insurance look like? It goes bye-bye. It can. And if it does, that means you have to secure it. Now, one of the advantages that you can have as long as there is a profit in your business is that you will probably be able to take a tax deduction called off the top of your income. So it comes off of the top. It's called a self-employed health insurance deduction. How are you going to know about that? You're going to spend time with your tax person, aren't you? (laughs) Or a professional to help you figure this out. But you got to take care. Okay, if we have it on one side of the page, we got to have it on the other side of the page. Now, Does it cost you the same amount of money? If you leave the employer coverage and it's subsidized, it's probably going to cost you more outside. Mm. Mm. Then we go down and do you have disability insurance? Long-term, short-term, who's paying for it? Are you going to lose it? 
Is it portable, which means that generally you have to take it within 30 days and you take it with you at whatever that rate is that they're going to charge you. And mm -hmm. I generally encourage individuals to do that. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But if it's on the, do you have it? If you don't have it, we got to add it on the other side of the page. Because if you get injured mm -hmm. or ill for any mm -hmm. reason, and you cannot get up and make that new business work, we have got to replace your income. So we're going to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. But now let's go down the list a little bit further. Does a company provide life insurance for you? Some of mm -hmm. them do four or five multiples of wages. Do we mm -hmm. have to put that on the other side? Uh, what else have you got that's a benefit? Are they paying for you to go to school? Are you now going to pick up the cost of tuition? That's another one. And there is one more. Do you have a company savings plan? Do you have a 401k? Do you have matching? What is the cost of that matching that you're walking away? And so those are some of the big ones. And do you see where on the side of the paper is a W-2? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have an hourly wage, but all of these other things, depending upon my dynamics, I may mm -hmm. have all of them or I may have none of them. Mm -hmm. But at a minimum, what I'm filling out on the other side of a page is of an entrepreneur. If I don't have it, I need it. I need it. And I got to pay for it. This, this is reality. And some of it I'll get a little tax break. Some I won't. And then there's another step I'm going to take you to. We're going to visit a 401k or savings plan real quick. I've seen a lot of people mess up. When they leave the employer, they don't check to see how long is it before you're vested. Now, mm. let, me, let me give you an example. Uh, if I worked for the company for five years, then I am 100% vested. So all of that company matching, I get to take with me when I leave. But if I'm only with that company for four years and so many days, I may only get to keep 60% of that matching money. I forfeit 40. So you want to understand what your vesting requirements are. And you don't want to walk away three weeks early and lose 40% of your vesting. So find out what the vesting is and factor that into your when you're going to exit to get the most that you possibly can if you have that type of a program. So does that make sense? It does. It don't walk does. away from money. No, no, you don't want to leave the money on the table. I mean, we've only been about 16 minutes into this conversation and I guarantee you that some of the listeners are like this lady just saved my whole life. Like <laughs> I was about to make a hasty decision. decision. Yeah. Well, I'm going to save your income next. Remember right. I mentioned that, that short-term or long-term disability. And if yes. you have it, you want to take it with it. What yes. a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize is that if you leave the company, and you want to go get disability insurance on a private basis. Well, most of the insurers, we need two full tax years mm. of you being full time so that I can average the income so mm -hmm. that you can qualify for a benefit on top of what you've done year to date. All so, right. for example, this, um, you know, pick a month. Let's say I started in September of some year. I'm not going to have a full tax year until the following year. And another year after that, and mm -hmm. I still got to get it prepared. So it could be three years before I really have the two tax years that have been prepped to be able to get disability insurance. And that to me is way too long to go unprotected. Mm -hmm. So what we often will do is if the employer has a portable plan, 
then we may look at taking and what, knowing what the rules are so that we can take it with us because we've already got it and it's portable. That's a key word for it. It's mm -hmm. portable. If it's not portable, you need to know that too. Because what we'll do is while you're still employed and you usually want to start about three to six months in order to do underwriting and, and look and see what products are the best ones for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to secure that based on what your W-2 wage is, because remember, what do we have? We got W-2s, we got payrolls, we got things established here. Yes, we do. And yes, so do. that's something that you need to be able to take with you. And then in the event that, again, you get sick or injured while you're building this business, you have an income coming in the door because you're still going to have rent, mortgage, groceries, doctor bills, whatever it is. And I've seen people be able to reduce their standard of living mm -hmm. to a, a lower amount. I have never seen them reduce it to zero. Never. Yeah, the, the reducing it to zero is an impossibility. It is. Um, it's an impossibility, but being able to reduce it to where I can live within my means is definitely do. You might not be real happy doing it, but you can definitely do it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Amy is dropping some amazing, amazing gems right here. She is giving us some fabulous tools today on the toolbox. Keep listening. Get your writing instruments. If you haven't been taking notes, that's all right. Hit the replay. Replay works. It's your friend. Go back and listen to it again. And if you know someone that needs to hear this information as well, that's perfect. Hit your like and share buttons on your favorite podcast mm -hmm. listening platform. Share this episode with as many people as possible. And if you like this information, hit us up, give us a review, uh, give us a rating. And please look in the show notes because Amy's contact information will be in the show notes uh, because you want to reach out to her because she is the subject matter expert in this so that she can give you some more detailed one-on-one -on -one type of assistance to either help you build. And if you're saying, Laquita, well, I just missed all that time. I'm I'm already doing it and I don't mm -hmm. know how to fix it. That's all right. I'm sure she has a solution for that it. as well. You can fix it because when you become, you know, there were a lot of things that happened when you were an employee that were not deductible yeah. business expenses if you structure it correctly. Mm -hmm. Now that you're an entrepreneur, everything from your vehicle to having a home office, I mean, that's very popular right now, can give you tax deductions you didn't have before. But how are you going to know what they are? You mm, got to talk to a professional. Um, re a really good financial advisor. You got to talk to your tax person and you don't do it when you've already started. You reach out to them and you say, I'm thinking of doing this. What is the best way for me to structure things? I think I'm going to buy another car and I'm going to use it about 50% for business. What is the best time for me to do that? How should I title the vehicle? Mm -hmm. What records do I need to keep? Because mm -hmm. for example, let's, let's say that I went out and again, remember my round numbers. I bought a, a $20,000 car. It's a round number and I can depreciate that car over a period of five years. And I'm going to use it 90% for business. Well, I can take off about $18,000 off of my taxes. Okay. That's huge when you don't have to pay that 15% social security. And then we got to pay the feds. And if we live in a state, we got to pay the state. So structuring how you're going to transition on a car, or if you're going to set up a home office for some of you, whether you rent or you own, you're going to mm -hmm. office out of your home. 
Yeah. And yeah, we'll make it real simple for you. Let's pretend my home is 100 square feet. It's a postage stamp, but we're going <laughs> to pretend. And out of that, I set 10 square feet. That is a room that I've dedicated to be my home office. Your home office may be a home garage. It, it may be the outbuilding, but you know, you've whatever your space is. Now, I am going to be able to take off of my taxes Mm -hmm. 10% of my rent or my mortgage interest, 10% mm -hmm. of my property taxes. Okay. Most of you okay. can't itemize. So this is, this is extra. How about repairs and maintenance? Do you know you can't take any of those off now, but you can when you have a home office, 10% yes. of the roof, 10% of the lawn mowing, 10% <laughs> of the water bill, 10% of the cable bill. I mean, all of these things really start to add up, but yes, you need do. to structure it in order to get some of those benefits. And now I'm going to talk to some of you and you are going to be successful entrepreneurs. So you need to start looking at what kind of a retirement plan do you want to put money away in? Is an IRA enough? We're all starting somewhere. An right. IRA or Roth so that you can put away 6,000 or 7,000 if you're, you're mature and over 50. <laughs> Are you going to go to a simple IRA where you could put in around $15,000 a year? And as the owner, you can match an extra 3% and get a deduction. Maybe that's enough. Maybe you want to go and have your own solo 401k and you can do that. And you could put away 50 grand a year and not pay taxes on it. But a lot of these things you have to have in place before mm. the end of the calendar year. Okay. So if you wait until you go talk to you got over the years over and you go to your tax man and talk to him in the spring and they go, well, I sure wish you would have talked to me in October or September, but it's too late now. We can do it next year, but you can't do it this year. Can't do it this year. Timing and, matters. And there are some strategies on that because we have um, some of our parents and different ones are passing away and are leaving us retirement accounts. They're called beneficiary IRAs. And this is a nugget. Okay, pay attention, folks. Pay attention. If you have inherited an IRA, perhaps from a parent, when if you have not spent all that money in the account, when you pass away, whoever is your beneficiary has to pay taxes on all of that money. They don't get to stretch it out like you do. Oh, wow. So hear me. The next guy doesn't get to stretch it out. For many of my entrepreneurs, what ends up making more sense is maybe we set up a 401k or whatever. We take $40,000 out of this beneficiary IRA, which is way more than you have to, but we're doing that. And we're putting it into the 401k. Mm. So we're adding the money to the tax return, then we're taking it off. So we're not paying taxes on it at that point. But the advantage I have is that when that money is in the 401k, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have the ability to make a decision if you want to convert it to a Roth IRA, which will be non-taxable forever going forward, which is huge. Or if you pass away, then whoever your beneficiary is will now be a beneficiary and they will get to stretch it out. So as an entrepreneur, you're also looking at a very different level of maintaining, creating, and passing on wealth. If you choose the right steps, 
That's real good. And, and, and that's one that I see sometimes <laughs> that people miss. I don't want to take that money out because it's going to cost me taxes. Well, that's right. But if we can offset it over here, and everybody's a little different, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes we even max it out between two spouses because we got two spouses or they're on the payroll, whatever we've done. So you have uh, an enormous opportunity to create wealth for you and your families and to pass it on. That's, All you have to be is, is educated. You got to ask a few questions, fill out a few pieces of paper and this is how we can help transfer wealth into the generations too. See, and see everyone, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're talking about family here. A lot of us, our biggest why is our family. Mm -hmm. And the goal is for that generational wealth that you create to pass it on. Well, um, as Amy has said, a lot of times we, when we're thinking about how to create it, we're not really fully aware of how to keep it, mm -hmm. how to minimize our tax and how to keep it so that it can do <laughs> what you envisioned it can do. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and should, do you want to spend a minute here about um, the business being sellable? I do. I do. I do. I mean, you've been giving us so many great tools. It's like, wow, I had like a million questions in my head, but I'm gonna keep it to myself. So guys, listen, if you're, you're listening to this podcast and you're still liquidated, that's a real abrupt end. No worries. No worries. Miss Amy is joining us on a LinkedIn live and we'll be going into depth to some more conversation. And so you're like, well, how do I find you on LinkedIn? Glad you asked. Go to LinkedIn, type in Laquita Momley and you'll find the video. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, and I'll be so bold. If you all really give me wonderful ratings, maybe she'll even invite me back. So, you know, we'll just because we're having a good time. We're having um, a good time. <laughs> so and and so my entrepreneurs, because we're really trying to talk to the ones who are moving from W2 to being a business owner. Yes. I want to impress upon you how important it is for you to build your business to be sellable from day one. Always. Yes. Because what's going to happen is this business is going to be sold someday. The only other option to selling that business is closing it and walking away with nothing. No. Yeah. That's not an option. That's no. not an option if we no. can prevent that. So when I say sellable every day, you want to put the tools and things in place that you can literally someone walks up and say, this, even this podcast, she's going to build a following. She's going to have an audience. She's going to have some things here. Look, I'd like to pick this up. What's a number? Hmm. It may be that your business, you weren't thinking of selling it this week. But you know, if the right offer comes along, you can take that money and you can go do something else that you have your sights on. You can maybe do nothing for a little while. Because That's an entrepreneur often has more than one idea or things that they want to do or they get bored. We do like at any given moment, I got about five to 10 things going on in this head. Yeah, <laughs> but not you get bored. So yeah. you, you always want to have this business be sellable. And I will give myself as an example. A few years ago, I, I had a, a practice where I managed portfolios for 25 years. I really was not intending on selling that business. I had it sellable. I did that on purpose because I always know that at some point I was going to pass away and I wanted, um, I already had the people, my husband agreements in place. He could pick up the phone and call. They would write him a check, 
take care of the life insurance in a few weeks, boom, it was gone. So that asset was never going to go to zero. That was my goal. And we had the perfect storm in 24 hours. I mean, it was like, I, I'm afraid to even answer the phone. I had um, the company I work with decided they didn't want to be in the Virgin Islands anymore. And I had two choices. I could find another company to align with and move all of my clients within 30 days, mm -hmm. or I could move to the U.S. Hmm, not moving to the U.S., so that wasn't an option. My assistant I'd worked with for years, we had already made arrangements for her to retire. And I was flying next week to close up the office and to train a new assistant. Well, if I'm letting go of, if something's changing here, well, that threw me out because now I've lost my staff that was seasoned. Do I beg her to stay? Do I, <laughs> what do I do now? Um, and then I had my uh, mother-in-law called. And the next Saturday morning when I'm reeling from the last stuff and said, I think I have breast cancer for the third time. Oh, my. I did surgery. I got, you know, I'm going to go. It was more feasible for me to go than my husband. Uh, that was all by before noon on Saturday from oh, wow. four o'clock Friday to noon on Saturday. I packed and jumped on a plane. I was there on Sunday, made a decision on the plane. The best thing I could do was to sell the business, to take care of my clients, mm. take care of my mother-in-law. And let my assistant go who we had planned this retirement. And I was going to have to tell the lady that I was going in to train. I'm sorry, things have changed. I'm not going to have a branch office. I'm mm. not going to need it. Mm. And I made that decision. And when I landed in Monday, I touched base and with a, an individual and said, I'm going to be selling my business when now met with them. And on Saturday, Saturday, I, we already had a contract that I wrote that because I'd already had one in the back in case it ever came up, been putting things on it for a long time, knowing what I wanted. We um, settled up, he signed it, and I had a check in my hand for That's the first awesome. installment and let go. So That's I sold that business from deciding to do it, making a phone call Monday morning, six days later, it's done. That's and that's awesome. because I had a sellable product. Mm. Now, I didn't plan on selling it, but I decided I'm going to sell it. And I had a sellable product. Now, many of you, as you go into your entrepreneur, you, if you are the business, mm -hmm. you may not have a sellable product. You don't think but your sellable product may be your inventory. It may be your database. It may be your client list. It may be your logo. Uh, some of you may have to piece it out, but others you'll need to be able to build that, that somebody could walk in, pay mm -hmm. you, you hand it off and maybe you mentor them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, whatever the case is, but you need to make these businesses sellable every day of the year. That's 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 the important piece, because, you know, sometimes when you're putting together your business plan or someone putting it together for you, there's always that piece about an exit strategy. And, and when we're pumped up and excited and we're new entrepreneurs, especially if your family is your why, your only exit strategy in your mind is to pass it down to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Well, if your next line in your next generation was anything like mine. Mom, dad, we appreciate everything you're doing. We're watching you be great and wonderful, but we do not want to want do to anything you're doing. <laughs> well, Please you don't know, make me. I won't do it. And I, but I love you, right? And so it's a, it's the same thing with furniture. You know, people have different tastes and talents. Yeah. And just it, you know, people family houses have served them well. 
Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it serves me well if I live three states away and I've already got a life established. This I may it. not, it may not suit me. This and businesses it. don't always suit the next generation <laughs> or you grow it. out of them. This is you it. Grow out. You do. And so the important piece is you want to be passionate about what you do, but you don't want to be so overly emotionally connected to it that you can't make a good decision. And mm -hmm. that was me and my husband's downfall for the first several years we spent a lot of time being annoyed at our children. Like, how dare you have that response? Well, because we kind of taught them to think independently. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, we be oh, okay. with oh, you 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 brought something to my mind, so I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget. Yes, I take okay. notes, folks. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I see, um, you talked about an exit strategy. And in one of my books, I go through and there's an exercise and I ask an entrepreneur, how much are you, how much are you willing to lose on this business? Mm. You want to see people get uncomfortable. Yeah. I want you to write a number down. Oh my. How much are you willing to lose on this business? Oh I don't my. care if it's $5,000 or it's $500,000. What are you willing to lose? Because you need to be paying attention. And if you see that you are getting near this number, is it time to say, this is not it, it's not mm -hmm. working, before you absolutely give up everything, trying mm -hmm. to keep, you know, a sinking ship afloat? Mm -hmm. Is it time to sell it off? What, what is it time to do? But if you don't have in mind, what's the maximum I will put into a business, you will always keep throwing it in because there's no end inside. It becomes a black mm -hmm. hole. Oh, my. Oh, my. Now, the other thing, this is the nugget. Pay attention, folks. The nugget. <laughs> the other thing I ask people to write down is how long can you volunteer for free? Mm. Being real. Yeah. Because you hear people say that, oh, well, don't plan on taking any money out of that business for two years. Well, what do they know about your finances and your ability to work for free for two years? That's yeah. called volunteering. Yes, it is. And some of you, in addition to how much am I willing to lose on this business in case it doesn't work out as anticipated, mm -hmm. you need to have another one is how long are you willing to work in the business for free? Mm. Are you willing to work in the business for free for three months, six months, a year? You got to have a line here because how long? Because if you get stuck, keep throwing money in it and you continue to work for free, Where's the money coming from if you're, if you're paying everybody else from suppliers mm -hmm. to maybe an assistant or virtual help or whatever it is you're paying for? Right. If they're all getting paid and you're not getting anything, that's called volunteering. Yes, it is. And, you know, you can get a lot easier volunteer job. You can go to the <laughs> library and just say, I want to show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll be here from nine to noon. You can go pick any, any organization. You want to anywhere and say, I just want to show up about 10 hours a week and I'm going to work for free. Mm. Um, and you don't have any of the hassles and any of the financial responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. So don't be a volunteer mm. in your business for an indefinite period of time if you see that trend. Now, some of you, I have projects that I have worked on that my initial goal was that I really <clears throat> didn't anticipate it was going to make revenue for six months. Mm -hmm. I already knew that. I already planned for that. I, that was my expectation. COVID hit, things changed a little bit, but mm -hmm. I had that expectation. It wasn't a surprise. Don't go into some of these things without knowing what's the most I can put into it and not lose everything 
I mean, don't put your IRAs, don't put the house, don't put all these things on the line. Yes. And how long am I willing to work for free? Because if you have a spouse or family members or whatever who are watching, they're mm -hmm. going to tell you at some point, are you done working for free? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Whether they say it directly or indirectly, you will get the message. <laughs> yes. You will get yes. the message, you know, and that's coming from, as my grandmother said, a bought lesson. I learned that lesson uh, the hard way because Mm -hmm. A lot of times, um, and I think I shared that with you a little bit in that pre-conversation we had, I started out this thing as a real estate investor and, and I still do invest mm -hmm. in real estate. So let me not say that as it's past tense, I'm just a lot smarter now than I was in the beginning. And that was the question that eventually got back to me because what I didn't know, it did hurt me. What I hadn't thought about long-term mattered. And so it didn't matter how much money I was making that was coming in. I wasn't getting paid because there were some gaps in the knowledge base that cost mm -hmm. me. <laughs> that yeah. cost me quite a bit. And so you, you had to ask yourself that question. And it was a serious question. Thank God that I my husband still had a regular uh, contracting position. But that's not everybody's testimony. And it still wasn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. We just didn't flop and I didn't destroy us, you know, yeah. it, it just, it wasn't nice for a while. So now, Let's how are you doing on time? Do we have time where I can we have like one two more? minutes, actually okay. one minute. Oh, okay. One minute. Well then I'm going to make, I'll just have to come back and tell you about a garden hose and yes. what it has to do with an entrepreneur. I'm going to let y'all think about it. Okay, garden hose minute. and an entrepreneur. A garden hose and an entrepreneur. So that means definitely there will be a part two. Okay. It's definitely going to be a part two. <laughs> garden hose. I, I want y'all to think about it. A garden hose and an entrepreneur. They can be exactly alike. Now think about it. All right. All right. It's, it's on the mind. It's on the mind. I know it's on you guys' mind, but Amy, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we wrap up, I do want you to give them um, your contact information. And I believe that you have an amazing uh, free product there that can be a blessing to a lot of um, a lot of mm -hmm. individuals if they go out to your website and uh, simply click on the link. Yep. Well, in Lakita is she is together, you know, she's got things handled. So you're going to see in the show notes where she's going to put a couple of links that you can and reach out to me. My company is called the secret profit. So look in her show notes and they will be there. So don't worry about spelling it wrong. The one of the links that she has is a free digital book so that you can download it instantly. And I've got seven solutions to add 10 to $100,000 to your bottom line this year. And it's a freebie. And whether you are already an entrepreneur or you're thinking about it or something else, get that. And it will help frame some things in your mind and give you some aha moments on what you can do to build that profit line up in just a couple of different areas. And then if you choose to take that, there is a link that you can schedule a discovery call with me to see if I can help you. And that is available too. And what I will say is that this is based on my schedule that is available. Now, I know that her show is going to be around a while. She's already been here. And, you know, we do this. You all do this too. I know you do. Binge hearing. You'll get find something real good. And then you'll go back and you'll listen to the old stuff. So let's say that this is a year, two years down the road. 
and you hit that link and that calendar isn't there, then you just send me an email and say, I, you, I heard you on Lakita's show and I will still honor it for you. I'll send you a different link, but I'll honor that. Things change though with calendars. So it does. That's so awesome. That's so awesome, guys. You don't want to miss that. As she said, check in the show notes. All of the links to her social media, uh, as well as her website, is there in the show notes. You want to reach out to her um, because whether or not you're just starting or you're already well on your way as an entrepreneur, there's always room to scale and grow. There's always room um, to receive helpful information that'll just help you out more in your entrepreneurial journey. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to tune into Laquita's Toolbox. Please, on your favorite podcast listening platform, give us a rating, leave me a review if you like it. And if you don't like it, I especially want to hear from you. Why? Because my goal here is to provide information to you, tools that will help you grow as an entrepreneur, as well as tools that help you in your personal growth and development. And if you feel like I'm not meeting that goal, I want to know what you think I need to do to improve so that my tools will be more valuable to you. Until next time, have a great day. God bless.